Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Slumber Party Podcast. We took a brief hiatus while I finished my social work degree and um, stopped accumulating several gray hairs. Uh, So we are back. We are ready to talk. I now have mental capacity to talk about anything. And as an, you know, if you're feeling like, gee whiz, I missed this podcast. And you know what I miss the most? Amanda's husband doing shit upstairs. And so not only, uh, Brad is not cooking, he's working out. So it might sound, Brad is also six foot five. So it might sound like something is happening. Um, but I want to let you know that everyone is safe and okay. Um, it just wouldn't be uh, a proper experience without some shit going on upstairs. So welcome and welcome to my co-host, Lisa Ramrine. Hello, hello. How are you? Hi, I'm great. I missed you on the podcast. <laughs> I, we talk every day. <laughs> you don't miss me. We do, yeah. <laughs> hey, I it's still like, miss you. You yeah, know, your it, social degree affected all of us. <laughs> it really did. It did. And you know what I'm kind of laughing about? Like, so today's a recording day and we just did not talk at all before because like we want to leave it all on the floor for you today on the podcast. Um, A lot has happened since we uh, last chatted, and um, I I made a a little bit of a splash on TikTok, so you can find me on TikTok. I really do find that TikTok is my forum. It's I'm a talker, so this is why I love doing a podcast. Uh, People ask me all the time, like, why did you do a podcast? Like, Because I don't want to blog, and when you're a business owner, you need to create content, and this is the way I do it. So um, TikTok is totally my speed because I can like go and talk. And a little while ago, I had someone ask me on TikTok, you know, what do I do if a baby is crying? You know, you're telling me no help to sleep. What do I do? And I made this video, what to do instead when your baby is crying. And I basically walked people through the sleep training process. Now, at the time of this recording, that video has like over 300 thousand views um, and a lot of a lot of comments on people who really hate sleep training. And I know that we we talk about this in every episode, but I really wanted to have a proper episode on the safety of sleep training and why parents might make that choice. And I am going to send this to anyone who has any questions. I am just so clear in exactly what I want to talk about when it comes to this issue. Um, but you, you see this, I don't know if it's just me. I'm deeply into this world. Do you find compared to when you had many people, Lisa, have -hmm. you found the sort of rhetoric or the discussion around sleep training, I feel like it's becoming like so taboo to say that you've sleep trained. Like what are, what are you finding? I, I don't know. Like I think when I first got pregnant with my first child, I actually quit social media. I mean, it was like social media was in its infancy. You know, my son is 13. So uh, there was not even an Instagram at that time. Uh, but I did get off social like uh, Facebook and just because I found that it was pretty destructive for my mental health. Um, and for sure, I feel like right now it is at warp speed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I like your videos or if I'm following you. So there's like that content is thrown at me more, but 
the vitriol people have about this like very simple like if you didn't have to put a label of sleep training onto it it's almost just like another parenting milestone that you have to cross you know amongst like toileting and all of these kind of like big dish milestones right that you kind of anticipate and it's yeah I, I don't get it but I do see it and it is so it's amped up for sure and social it's, media does itself no does parent no justice right like no. it's, or what is no. it does no, no service favors. to the modern mom yeah. yeah no no favor yeah well, uh, yeah, I I, I've noticed, that I'm <laughs> <laughs> but you are. Um, I'm like, hey, I'm Russian. I'm like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I totally feel that way as well. I feel like it used to be, like, I think there always used to be, uh, you know, our our clients came to us because they were kind of, they wanted to do it right. Um, you know, someone in their family would say something. There definitely was some shame involved. Uh, but now I feel like it's at, it, it, it's at, a, a, like to, to steal your words, it's at warp speed. Um, and some of the things that come out are very scary. So I think I want to kind of take a layered approach to the conversation and uh, kind of address a lot of the negative comments or the um, misconceptions about sleep trainers. I mean, like, ugh, if I hear the or see the word sleep trainers, again, I'm going to like, lose it. But so, you know, number one, I want to say, if you're listening to this today, you're probably thinking about sleep training or you're probably struggling with your child's sleep. And one of the biggest criticisms that come out from the, you know, anti-sleep training camp is the idea or concept that, um, babies waking in the middle of the night is normal. And we need to normalize um, infant sleep patterns. And I totally agree with this. I, I actually don't disagree with this. Cool. I think that, you know, I wish more people, actually, you told me when I talk about people who called me, you called me and my other friend, Sarah called me and were like, babies don't sleep, just a heads up. And then so before my babies were born, I read everything about sleep because I need sleep. Um, but anyway, that's not the point. We need more uh, midwives, OBGYNs, anyone working in prenatal care to talk about sleep before the baby is born. Um, because sleep training in itself where you are, you know, not assisting your baby to sleep, um, it, it doesn't always have to happen. And if people knew some um, uh, like basic sleep uh, biology and quick hacks, they might avoid this stuff altogether. And I tell this to people all the time. I'm not a sleep training zealot. I don't think that everyone has to sleep train at all. Um, I didn't actually sleep train either one of my children because I didn't have to, because I did these things really early. That being said, okay, so I'm your baby waking multiple times in the middle of the night is normal. Um, some may argue it's protective uh, against SIDS. It was probably something that was protective early days. That is all normal. I don't want anyone to think that when you leave your experience with me or with your baby thinking, well, so-and-so's baby sleeps through the night. Mine doesn't. There's something wrong with mine. There's nothing wrong with yours. Your baby is doing everything that is biologically intended. Now, 
where mm-hmm. I come in is we all know the people and you, I would actually use you as an example, Lisa, because you got up with your kids way more than I could get up with my kids. How you handled it and how I can handle it are so different. And uh, like you can handle getting up in the middle of the night, getting up, driving, doing your shit. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. I would watch a full episode of something and then go straight to sleep. And I, I'm the person who can just fall asleep like Mm -hmm. after being up for an hour or half an hour or whatever. Yes. Um, Like, I mean, I would wake up, I would feed my baby. I would always have something to watch because I felt like that time is just like too much for my brain. But then, Mm -hmm. yeah, like I feel like I could put the baby down and then go back to sleep. But also, you know, I am a stay at home mom, right? Like I Mm -hmm. work at home. Mm -hmm. And so that, that balance was there. So I could take that rest during the day you know I Mm -hmm. could do all of those things Mm -hmm. um and I'm not saying it was easy to get up all the time especially those 4 a.m wakes you know those were I feel like those are always the worst but um but I could balance it I could balance it yeah throughout the day throughout my sleep cycle and I also think you know, there would be no reason if you were coping and feeling good and dealing with your baby's natural, normal behaviors to do anything about it. And so, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and that's where you are, I don't want you to feel any pressure about sleep training or the need to sleep train. Um, and, and, and then so folks will say, you know, sleep training isn't the only way to help your baby learn how to sleep. Well, that's also true. I don't disagree with that. Again, people yell at me about stuff on the internet that I'm not saying. (laughs) So I feel like I just needed a podcast to finally say what I want to say on the internet without character limits. I don't believe. (laughs) I know. It's like, why are we arguing against this? I don't believe. I I agree with you. Um, So then we have to go back to the idea of baby temperament. So some babies do not need sleep training. Some babies can really benefit from from a sleep education, uh, hygiene, uh, looking at wake windows, making sure that you are not, um, you know, slowly removing some of the help. Like I, I honestly think that totally works. The, the issue is, and this is what, you know, people are like, well, why don't you tell your clients out when they call you? Uh, I don't need to, because when people are at the point of paying someone hundreds of dollars to help them, they've already, done that shit. I promise you. And it is so insulting to be like, have you tried this? Of course they have. Of course they have. I want to see maybe it's like 5% of people who haven't. And honestly, those people who haven't, we don't work with. We're like, try this and call us back. So it's, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm speaking directly because there's a video. I stitched it on my TikTok. It was on, um, the face or Facebook or, oh my God, I'm a hundred, uh, the Instagram page called not safe for mom group. And it was a woman who literally says, Hey, anyone who didn't sleep train and you don't want your baby to cry out, how long did it take for your baby just to learn how to sleep on their own? She says, I think I'm dying. That's what she says. She is sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. And it, I'm, I, 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 I'm thinking like, 
that is someone who's tried probably everything. And and the comments in this video are, try co-sleeping. Have you thought about her wake windows? I, I'm sure that woman wants to take her phone and throw it across like the room. Yeah. Of course they have. Of course they have. It, it, so anyway, it, then we talk about temperament. For some babies who are highly alert, highly aware, and your baby does not come out of blank slate, a lot of what I'm going to say, by the way, um, I'm parroting Dr. Uh, Tanya Kotler, who is a clinical psychologist for both children and uh, uh, I want to say postpartum women, but she does deals with reproductive care um, and she helps a lot of parents. So Dr. Tanya Kotler would say, we do not come out clean slates. We're not like your baby isn't like your baby is their own person. They have thoughts, feelings, they have preferences. A lot of the time they are not coming out um, just this like squishy little blob. Some babies cannot handle gentle sleep training. They need really, really clear boundaries about how they fall asleep. And so for doing those like, mm-hmm. you know, um, sleep hygiene things and slowly trying to, you know, take things back and we see more crying, we see uh, more frustration from the parent, then that is a, a sign to me that actually the kindest thing that we can do for that child and for the parent is to make a clear break and distinction between how that child falls asleep. And that's where emotionally supportive sleep training can actually be beneficial for families. And so if I'm parroting, not exactly, and I'm so careful about quoting other people, so I hope I get this right. But Dr. Tanya Collar, by the way, she's she's on this podcast. So go ahead. I'll link her, her episode in the notes so you can go and listen to her exact words. But she would say that she often thinks of sleep training as a prescription, because if we're thinking about infant parent mm. attachment, we can't just think about the mother. We can't just think about the baby. We have to think about attachment in the dyad together, what's good for both. And because the mother or the parent is the caregiver, all of these assumptions about, you know, babies need a uh, Uh, to regulate with their caregiver. They are constantly looking for proximity and closeness. That is all true. No one is saying that. But who are they looking for proximity to? That caregiver. And if they are not well, if they are on social media saying, I think I'm dying, I don't know that that is the healthiest person for that infant to be co-regulating with. That's not Dr. Tanya Collar saying that. That's what I'm saying. Now, what Dr. Tanya Collar says, if you are in this situation where you are not coping, you can't show up, you are crying, you are resentful. Sometimes you yell at your baby in the middle of the night. Sometimes you yell at everyone else. I promise you that sleep training is a short-term attachment rupture that you can repair. And if you do it right, meaning there's no fluffy business, there's no confusion, we sleep very quickly, the crying is gone, you can repair whatever attachment ruptures are created. So like, I, I honestly, if you're at that point, there is no shame or blame in having a short term attachment rupture. Now, I'm not saying it's the greatest mm-hmm. thing. Like no one wants to be like cry baby. Let like no one wants to do that. No one is saying like, yeah, it's all all parents have to do it or it's bad if you don't sleep train your baby. 
But there are some instances where it is a risk-benefit decision for the parent to sleep train. And if we have, so we know that. We want to talk about the attachment science, which by the way, no one can get inside the brain and open it up and be like, this baby was sleep trained or not. Do you know how, how many people do you know, Lisa, that said uh, our monitor shut off one night and we woke up and her baby slept through the night? Like no one's like killing themselves over that decision. Shit happens. Shit happens. Yeah. And no one is beating themselves best, up. Best sleep it. I ever did. I had was after <laughs> I gave up the monitors. <laughs> I, I guess was so I... attached to like having that child near me and hearing every breath and every single sigh and moan that when I finally put my child in their own room and it was a small apartment, so really there was no need for for um, technology. Um, that was the best sleep I ever had. And it's true. Like they do fuzz. There's just, but, but they can soothe themselves like at a certain, you know, past a certain point, obviously. Like yeah. I, there wasn't yeah. like straight crying for, for minutes and minutes. It wasn't like that. But um, that pressure that you put on yourself to be aware of your child's every, of your infant's every movement is mm-hmm. also not realistic. Right. I mean, totally or bad for you for everybody I think because then I I remember just constantly grabbing the baby like trying to give my husband his rest and like for sure I was waking him up I was waking my child up you know by taking picking him up to to soothe him but he was just sleeping like he was still in his sleep phase totally and and you know these are the things I I get back to and we're going to talk about this in another episode but you know, attachment ruptures like that are going to happen. You know, we talk about attachment in infancy as being very important. It is. The fact of the matter is we don't have concrete evidence in either way. I don't have concrete evidence that everything is perfect and great. We don't also have concrete evidence that a uh, anxious and depressed caregiver won't impact that child long term. We just don't. No one can say. I can't say it. Uh, I can't say that sleep training is a totally risk free decision. Neither is not sleep training. So if we are there, we have to think about okay, this is where we lay on the risk. What's good for the whole family right now? What can we do to bring peace and tranquility? And that is where I am so sick of. People being like, well, it's normal. And you know what? Mothers need mm-hmm. more support and we need better parental leave. And we need, it's like, sure. Yes, 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 yes. But it's, it's it like saying like, I, I don't know, like it, crime is an issue, but like allowing crime to go on. This is a horrible analogy, but I, I'm saying like in the middle of your torture. And for so many of my clients, this is the other thing, the the sleeplessness, people who say, oh, you know, it's it's not a big deal or it's like, it's not a big deal for you. This is such a personal thing. Emily Oster, who wrote the book Crib Sheet, who breaks down, um, you know, peer reviewed evidence of sleep training says that when we look at, at evidence for sleep training, it is flawed. 
It's not perfect. We have question marks about it. A lot of the evidence around sleep training focuses on parental reporting of how they feel, of how the family is doing. And so we're only getting one side. Obviously, we can't talk, talk on the infant and be like, how you feeling, bud? Everything all good? Still attached to your caregiver? We can't do that. So we're doing the best that we can. And so with all of those limitations, there is as much evidence to not sleep train your child as there is to sleep train your child. And so when it comes down to that, people need to stop shitting on sleep training. It is a choice. And people should not feel pressured to. They shouldn't feel forced to. It's not the only option. But when people do, or you see a sleep consultant on the internet, it's it, you need to like know what you're talking about before you shout at me on the internet. Because it is my goddamn job to know everything about this. I've had one intelligent well, the funny conversation. Thing is- Sorry. Yeah. The funny thing is I always feel so bad for people who get into your, into your web, (laughs) Um, you know, because the reality is there are some pretty shitty sleep, sleep trainers. For sure. Right. They're really quacks as, as is every industry. But I feel, you know, like this is one of those things where you really better do your homework, who you're trusting, who you're vibing with, who is your, you know, and who's yeah. educated enough, you know, and has that degree or that training, those years, you know, those reviews to back it up, right? So, yeah, totally. Um, but I do feel bad for people who pick a fight with you or, I mean, you're not a fighter. I, you're a very respectful debater. Um, but I really appreciate watching the the spiral that <laughs> some of these people take and then deactivate their comments or oh, whatever that is. It's immediate. It, it's like I I I don't it, look. I'm not trying. My goal really isn't to convince you to sleep train. My goal is to, you know. I have clients who are in the middle of doing, who made a really hard decision to sleep train and they go on the internet and someone says something that's so upsetting and so awful to them and they're crying, they're postpartum. I'm like, no, I'm done with that. I'm done with this misinformation or it's only a part of the story. And I think like if you present Mm -hmm. all of that information to a parent, let's trust the caregiver to make good decisions with their mental health provider, with their health care provider, and make those decisions that feel good for their family. Um, They don't, I'm not here to convince you. I think that there's lots of ways that you can improve your sleep without sleep training. But I am really like, there are zealots that are just like, I... I've been really into Caesar Milan because I think we are going to get a puppy in the next little while. We're we're waiting, um, and we're watching Caesar Milan. And Caesar Milan talks about <laughs> these dogs being fixated, like they can't look at anything else. And I want to say th- these are some people, these zealots on the internet. I've had one intelligent conversation about sleep training with someone who wrote two BBC articles about it and has read every single ounce of research. And in the end, we we're, we see each other. 
as Candy Burris says, <laughs> like I, I, we get it. We're like, she's like, I want sleep trainers to stop saying that babies don't wake in the night. I'm like, no, I've never said that. Babies do wake. They can just put themselves back down. She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. All right. See you later. Like we can have intelligent conversations. We can right. have intelligent academic conversations. But if you're just mad, if you don't want to sleep train, you don't have to. And just be open to many yeah. different ways that many parents want to, you know, do this. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I just yelled for 23 Green. minutes. I love it. It mm. makes my job so easy. You're like, <laughs> yes. Okay. I wasn't, this is kind of out of left field, but I didn't talk about it. It just, I, I was uh, reminded by the conversation I had with that author, um, there isn't a misconception. And I want to say, and you said this too, Lisa, there are shitty sleep consultants out there. There are people who use fear-based tactics to get you to do things. And I've never subscribed to that. I've probably lost a lot of money because of that, but I will never do it um, because it's not honest. So there's a couple of misconceptions. Because your baby waking in the middle of the night is really normal, there is nothing that will happen to their development if they don't sleep. There is nothing, uh, sleep through the night. There's nothing that will happen to them. You know, the impacts are probably more pronounced on the adult than they are on the child because what they're doing is normal. So nothing bad is going to happen. Maybe, maybe to you, and maybe that's a reason why you would sleep train, but your kid will be fine. Um, Sleep training also does not stop your baby from crying because they don't think you're coming or they, they, uh, you know, they've lost their trust in you. Um, they stop crying because they now know how to put themselves back down. So there is a debate on whether or not sleep is a skill. I would argue that sleep is effortless. And when you, as a parent, introduce something to your child to sleep, they start relying on outside things. When we remove that outside thing, your child will develop a behavior. Sleep is behavioral. We know this. We have a ton of evidence. Sleep is behavioral for adults, but apparently not for babies or children. We'll come back to that another time. Yeah, yeah. They develop a, a behavior or a skill that will help them fall back to sleep. You can literally see it. They will like suck their thumb. They might move their heads like this. They might flip up their legs. They do a little thing. And we don't call it self-soothing because they're not soothing. Infants need a, a caregiver to regulate emotions with. They are simply doing a physical thing that feels good to fall asleep. That's it. That's why your baby stops crying. And the other reason why your baby stops crying is that they're no longer confused. I promise you the my my I do this for a living. If a baby is confused, they keep crying. It's not it, like they keep crying and crying and crying. Yes. So there's no way you don't just shut that off. Your baby doesn't stop um, looking after normal biological needs. Like that doesn't happen. So the waking in the middle of the night actually continues to happen. That in God, thank God, by the way, or yes. it means something else happening. Just like you, you also wake several times in the middle of the night. No one is stopping your baby from being a human or turning them into a robot. We are just saying, you know how to put yourself back to sleep. You do this now. You can do it. 
that's what we're doing. That's what we're focusing on. And by the way, when they wake up for another reason that is not related to connecting sleep cycles, yes. they sound different. Yes. When they cry for some, for you to come help them, they like, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this. I mentioned it like a thousand times at least, but I have three children. And just knowing from yeah. this, from the pattern of the way that my kids are, they're all very different personalities. And you know, the way that they sound when they really need you or when there's something wrong or if their foot is stuck or whatever, it, this, the, you know, whatever, like, or if they're not feeling well, it, it's a different kind of, it's a vibe, you know, it's a totally different vibe. You've sleep trained like all of your children. And, Did they stop <clears throat> waking in the middle of the night to tell you that they were sick or that something was wrong? Like people yeah. will write me on TikTok or Instagram and they'll be like, so I guess I stop looking after my baby when they're sick. You're a monster. Again, arguing with things I've never said. <laughs> like, can you imagine like double middle fingers to your kids? Sorry, you're sick. Or like, I yeah. choose to nighttime parent. I'm like, well, I don't. I put a lock on my door. And I'm like, don't deal with it yourself. Like, it's just wild 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 yeah. assumptions you don't stop parenting when you sleep train you don't you are allowing your child to connect sleep cycles there's still going to be sleep regressions teething ills and illness possible injuries developmental milestones that will impact your child's sleep i, I don't know what to say and you've really learned to recognize that that is just so clear yeah. to me i think just having like, you know, the story with my first, I could not sleep train him myself. Like my mm -hmm. husband had to take over or, or start and finish the mm -hmm. process on his own. And then the second one was easier. And then the third one, I did it myself. And it was just like, you just really with that, with that amount of time and those, like all those nights and all of those milestones with all each kid and throughout all of these years, you just really start to understand that like your intuition as a parent to yep. see okay like if you really are in tuned and you really and even if you're not like there, it's yep. pretty clear you know it is very clear you start to yep. recognize those muscles that that's really off like something is really not right totally. you start to recognize that and that sleep cry like it's, it wasn't even a cry past a certain point it's just like you know them waking and making a noise yep. and then like and then I would just like run in there like, mommy's here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, I know how much sleep I lost now that I, you know, reflect back on it. And it's like, yeah, no, it's, it's just your child doing their normal thing. And, and I really capitalized that with my third, I really wanted her to, and she is like, to this day, just such a wonderful sleeper. Um, oh, and I, I also like I laugh at this because like, can you imagine like my kids come into my room for the dumbest reasons? Like they're not sick. They're not teething. <laughs> they're not injured. They're like, I was thinking about what I was going to have for breakfast. I'm like, it's four o'clock in the morning. Nothing has broken <laughs> their soul. Nothing. like. It, I mean, I'm glad that they come in. But I'm like, good night. It's not time to be awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are at 30 minutes. I've yelled for 30 of them. Um, any final words, parting thoughts, Lisa, wisdoms that you'd like to pass on? I just always tell everybody, you do you, boo-boo, and what feels right to you and what comes 
you know, like if you did the research and if you did all the things and it's with everything, really, like mm-hmm. any part of parenting, like, you know, your kid, you know, yourself, what you can yeah. and cannot handle. And if you're crying and saying things like, I can't handle this anymore and I think I'm going to die, <laughs> then I think that maybe that's the extreme of and, yeah. and I've been there like if you're sick and your kid is sick and you're just trying to make it work and you just don't have that support and that you know that mm-hmm. that confidence mm-hmm. then do what you gotta do how much worse can <laughs> can sleep training be than a mom yes. who is literally crying out right um, so that's, and don't let you know, anyone tell you stop the judgment yes and do your thing The fact of the matter is, and these are my final words, people can talk about, you know, infants not sleeping through the night is normal. We do have really high expectations. I agree with that. I have like newborn parents with six weeks old, uh, six week olds that are like, why isn't my baby sleeping 12 hours? That is a societal failure that people feel that way. Your baby does not have to sleep through the night. But you also have to acknowledge that we don't live in the communities and the support systems that we once did. It is all on two people, ideally two people, sometimes not, sometimes it's just one. Mm -hmm. It is a huge ask to do all of the work of a full community. You are not the failure. It is a lack of resources in our society. So we can lament that, but it's still the society that we live in. You can tell me that we're the only um, place in so-and-so. Bullshit. Uh, If anyone has been to any Icelandic countries or like Nordic countries, I said Icelandic, um, they all put their babies in strollers outside up to negative 30. Someone, someone scream at uh, the Netherlands. Please, please, let's do that. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm going to leave with. Scandinavian. Thank you. Yeah. All our Scandinavian friends, yeah. like, uh, I'm curious what's coming at you. Um, but anyway, it, what I'm saying is it's okay for you. You are living in a world that doesn't support those parenting practices. And so then we have to do what's right for the whole family. That's what I'm going to leave on. Whatever choice you make is a right one because whatever choice that is, is going to make you feel really good as a parent. And that is the co-regulation. That's the state that you need to be in for your child to feel that. It is all energy. You got to think about your energy. You have to think about what you want your child to think and feel. And then that's where we go. Have a great day. We got more coming at you. You know what? You, You shut my mouth for, you know, four months. I, I'm going to bubble over like a volcano. That's right. So much stuff coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Have a good one.